Am I Reister or am I wrong? The NFL has made a calculated mistake by not having the COVID Academy, but they're going to learn today. Sham Sharania, the insider, has cemented himself in insider history as the GOAT for scooping President Trump. Kyrie Irving is the ultimate hater, the highest level of hater, and a fake independent thinker. And I have to highlight a great story about a $99 million contract from Marlon Humphreys that almost brought me to tears. And my parting shot that left me fighting mad. Am I Reister or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, pop culture meet the truth. Facts only here. Daily Fire. Actually, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors because there's no BS allowed, no labels. I keep it 100. Uh, Make sure that you guys leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts or if you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, like it, subscribe, and most importantly, make sure you share with a friend. If you want to get a hold of me, you can shoot me an email gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com and you can listen to me as well on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast wherever podcasts are found and Fox Sports Radio Sundays 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific that's 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern time and of course weekdays filling in but we will start with the NFL and the NFL uh, quietly behind closed doors had proposed what they call that quote-unquote COVID Academy. It was going to be a place where, essentially a bubble, where a 100 free agents were housed and who were going to be ready to go at a moment's notice. The way when players, not if players got hurt in the NFL, when players get hurt in the NFL, that they could come in and out quickly and not have to quarantine and get inside of the insulation and all of that. This was a calculated decision that the NFL passed on doing because there was issues of how much were they going to pay the guys? What guys will it be willing to do it? And they made a mistake. But ultimately, they're probably going to have to do it simply for the same reason that the MLB has had to put their playoffs inside of an essential bubble. It just uh, put all the teams at different parks and well, instead of having them at different parks, have them in different central locations, more teams there. That way you minimize the risk of plane travel, different hotels, buses, all of that. You shrink down your, uh, your chance for something going wrong. And the reason why this is a big deal in the NFL is because currently, well, actually I'll go with the past system first. In the NFL, when free agents were coming in to get workouts, whether a team had a player who wasn't playing well or somebody got hurt, they wanted to bring in somebody new, but they need to test them out. They send them through drills, talk to them just to see if it's going to be a right fit and if the guy's in shape, any of that. So they would fly a guy in same day or the night before. They would get up, work him out, take him through anywhere from 15 to an hour workout and then either decide to sign them or not, and then send them back on their way, or they stay and they sign. 
What currently is happening is uh, at least amongst three guys that I know that have been worked out this year. They flew to the different team that they went to go work out at. They had to quarantine at the hotel for like four days. They had to get tested at the end of that to make sure that they were uh, that they didn't have COVID. And then they were allowed to work out. And then the team had to decide if they were going to sign them and bring them into their quote unquote like team facility in their team bubble, if you will, within the facility. The reason why the COVID Academy was a good idea is because in the NFL, sometimes players get hurt in practice. You have Monday night games and then you need to, another player to play on Sunday. And that player may not be a position that you have on your practice squad roster. And you need a body to fill that, that void. And if you have to wait three, four, five days for a player just to be able to come into your building because he's got a quarantine first, that creates a, a time issue with your roster and being able to fulfill, put a good product out on the field. Now, if you had the COVID, the COVID Academy, that bubble of 100 free agents, you know that that guy can come in right now because he's being tested every day. They have their own workout facilities where they can train and make sure that they're healthy and safe and fed and all of that. And bring them immediately in? I mean, because truthfully, guys would have done it. It wouldn't have cost you that much money. You would have to pay guys like 1000 bucks a week as opposed to paying an NFL player $100,000 a week well, or bi-weekly. That's the difference. 1000 bucks a week plus food and you rent out some hotel rooms. Minimal cost for the NFL for the optimal upside. That was the difference. The MLB didn't do it right at first, playing at their spring training sites, but guess what? They got to do it for the playoffs. You either do the right thing now or you get forced into it later because NFL injuries are, in 2011, up 25% after the lockout, the work stoppage. This year, we see how many, the mounting, the mountain of injuries that, it, that are mounting. That's because of the work stoppage. That's why you need these players available so they don't come in and get hurt too. Um, next thing up, Sham Sharania, who is uh, who works for the Athletic Stadium. He's an insider. He has cemented himself as the insider goat. Last night, this dude, or early this morning, however you want to say it, depending on what coast you're on, he scooped the president on his positive coronavirus test. Shams tweeted about a minute before President Trump did that he had coronavirus. And I will tell you as a person who's broken news a couple times, when you get it from a source and you're tweeting it out, this is part of the reason why I don't like breaking news, I don't even do it anymore, is when you press send, you are... Crap in your pants, bro. Because you're like, ooh, this better be right. I mean, if you're him, you don't even talk about sports. But you got a tip on President Trump and you tweeted it out? Man, come on, dude. Like, he, this dude had to be terrified. Like, just like, oh, I got to trust this person. Because you're like, who tells these people stuff? Who tells you that? I mean, is he dating Hope Hicks? 
Is he like, uh, does he have somebody who, this seems to me like a very personal relationship, not a typical transactional one between insiders like uh, Passin, Schefter, Woj in basketball, all of these guys, Buster only any of them. It's not transactional with the agents. This had to come from somebody who either wanted it out because it was a big deal or because they have a personal relationship and they're like, yo, I'm going to give you something big here, Shams. I mean, and this is just there. These dudes are funny because they're always trying to up the ante. You had Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski earlier in the day. He broke the news about Doc Rivers signing in Philadelphia. And then you got Sham scooping the president. Man, who knows what's coming next? These dudes have to continue to up the ante. But it was a big deal last night when I found out that President Trump got coronavirus. Not for any of the political reasons that necessarily that everybody else was. I was like, yo, like this is the leader of the free world. The most powerful man in the world. The country is already having all sorts of issues. Uh, being divided, uh, polarizing everybody's way on the left, way on the right when most people are in the middle, but the, the ends just keep squeezing in. And to have something negative happen to the president would be just him dying would be awful, would be awful. And I don't want that to happen. And that's why I said last night, everybody be careful what you tweet because the streets are watching. The streets are listening and it's not worth your job. It's not worth any of that because not worth the NSA coming at your door. Just pay attention, man. Just sometimes like Bambi's mama said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Sometimes saying nothing and just reading the comments like I do is the best thing. Next thing up, Kyrie Irving. This dude is the ultimate hater. And he's a fake independent thinker. He just signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Well, last year, got paid a bunch of money not to play this season. Uh, Kevin Durant came over there. They essentially had a gap year for their NBA careers. And now he is out slandering LeBron James again. And he reminds me of that old parable, that old story about the scorpion and the frog. The frog is getting ready to swim across the pond and the scorpion is like, yo, can you give me a, a ride across the pond? And the frog is like, hell no, nah, man, because you, you, you're you going to sting me. And he's like, and the scorpion is like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? If I sting you, I'm going to drown. I'm going to drown. What are you talking about? No way, bro. So the, the frog gives the scorpion a ride across the lake, halfway across the lake. Bam, scorpion stings the frog. Frog's like, what's up with you, bro? I thought you weren't going to sting me. And he's like, bro, I'm still a scorpion. That is Kyrie Irving. LeBron James bailed this dude out of his uh, number one overall pick, can't get to the playoffs legacy. That's who he was. Gave me 27% win percentage without LeBron James. Come on, man. Like, it, it, it's just... Like, this is ungrateful. So what he said is this. One thing I've always been comfortable with, that I was the best option on every team I played for down the stretch. 
this is this being with Kevin Durant. Mind you, they haven't even played a game together. It is the first time in my career I look down and be like, that MF can make that shot too. Okay. All right. And then this fool had the nerve to say that it was not a shot at LeBron James, that the media is putting out false narratives. And I'm like, bro, you said it. You said it. Everybody knows who you are taking a shot at because you haven't played with other big time players. Yes, he was in Boston with Jason Tatum. He was largely unavailable, hurt during the playoffs. So like, what else do you, who else could you have been taking a shot at? Because none of your other teammates were even nearly worthy. You wanted to get away from LeBron. And by excluding LeBron in that statement, you it was a clear shot at, at him. But now you want to try to walk it back. Now he's trying to walk it back. And you can't say it's a false narrative because he made these comments on a podcast. And when you record a podcast, if you're a guest on somebody's podcast, You can ask for things to be taken out. These things regularly happen. They can stop, re-record, cut the tape. And he just wanted to have a love fest with Kevin Durant. It's like coming into a new relationship. That dopamine is still flowing. You think everything is great. Yeah, Kevin Durant's the best thing I've ever had. You can love on Kevin Durant without trying to slander LeBron James. And that's Kyrie, ultimate hater. But this love fest seems really good right now. It was a love fest with James Harden and Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, James Harden and CP3, the beginning. Love fest with uh, Steve Nash and Dwight Howard in LA. Love fest. But Kyrie always has a love fest when he gets places. He wanted out of Cleveland. He wanted away from LeBron James' shadow. He goes to Boston. Brad Stevens, a good coach, wants out of there. But truthfully, he doesn't have the most important ability in sports. That's availability. He's not available in the playoffs. He was hurt on LeBron in the playoffs. He was hurt in Boston in the playoffs. Uh, He's hurt this year when uh, the uh, Brooklyn Nets were in the playoffs. Like, come on, like, what good does it make if you can take the last shot if you're not available to take the last shot? That means that that means you are not the best option on your team because you're not on the damn floor. I mean, really think about that. I am more about val- I could have been more valuable to the Brooklyn Nets in the bubble in the playoffs than Kyrie Irving was because number one, he wasn't there. Number two, he wasn't playing. Come on, man. Like this dude is no more than what. Uh, Emmanuel Acho said he's John Wall without LeBron not going to the playoffs not going anywhere and as Nick Wright said a less interesting Gilbert Arenas I mean numbers are about the same don't go to the playoffs none of this stuff stop it dude and he claims to be an independent thinker and as in life I've learned you must be careful of people who always want to tell you that they're independent thinkers they always got to tell you it's like a dude telling you oh i'm so smart i'm so i'm the toughest dude around those people usually aren't the toughest they're not the smartest 
They just want to boast and tell you about it, but you see it, you know the truth. And somebody who tells you that, yeah, nah, nope. Because independent thinkers have spent a ton of time reading, thinking, researching, considering, and pondering their thoughts. And they don't screw up what they said. Kyrie Irving is a smart guy, but he's just so smart enough that he's dangerous. He is the guy who is very, who's a smart guy, but thinks he's a genius and he's not a genius. That is the most dangerous person. Somebody that thinks they're way smarter than they really are. Next thing, we highlight a lot of bad stories about fathers and men. But here's a good one about a $99 million contract that Marlon Humphreys just signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Going to play a clip for you guys about what he said at the press conference and react to it. My dad, he's he's kind of been able to be... Um, my dad's, even though at a young age, he's really... Dang. My dad's kept me in line. Um, you know, he's really... You know, he's, he's been my, since I was young, hey, since I was young, I told my dad I wanted to play in the NFL and he never, he never really let me slip, you know, getting in trouble here and there as a youngin. My dad never just kept his foot off me. Decisions, things I wanted to do, you know, he was able to, to tell me no and didn't really show explanation. But as I grew older, I was able to understand so much as to why he did those things and you know, my dad has been so much more than a father. He, he coached me as a kid. He's really, you know, been, you know, he's actually been my everything for me along with my mom. And so I really thank him a lot um, for what he's done. And um, I know he'll continue to be a great father to me. And, um, you know, hopefully one day I, I get a family. I can, I, I can treat my sons and my daughters the way my dad has treated me and my brothers and sisters. That absolutely just stopped me in my tracks when I heard that because as a father, as a person who's out in the world being very ambitious, trying to do dope stuff, like who has my own dreams, goals, hopes, dreams. I mean, all of that. If my kids say this about me, what Marlon Humphreys had to say when they're grown I will be the richest man in the entire world. There is not an honor, a distinction, an accomplishment, or anything else that means more. To me, that sounded like you getting to heaven and God saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like that's like, how could you want, I mean, of all the things that you can get in life, it's like that quote that says, People won't remember what you said. They won't remember what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. And if you can put your kid in a position where they are a well-adjusted human being, treating people correctly, and they felt that love and care from you, oh my Lord, and they knew that you did everything that you could, not necessarily that they wanted, because there is discipline in this. There was discipline in what he said. But when they feel that everything that you did was out of love, 
granted, nobody's perfect. But that is the ultimate just just compliment that he could pay. And I pray for you that your kids say that about you. And I pray that I'm doing the right things that my kids can say that about me because I could not imagine anybody giving me anything or any award or anything that that would mean more than my kids saying that publicly. And because he meant it, the kid was breaking down crying when he was saying it. Um, last thing up, my parting shot. Whew. I was fighting mad when I heard this because I have blocked a certain person on Twitter. Mind you, unless somebody calls me the N word, I really don't block them on Twitter. I let people write whatever they want to write in the comments, all of this stuff. I get called names. You have gotten some death threats in the past. All that stuff that doesn't even matter. But I blocked one person because it was disturbing my peace. And I was talking to my friend last last night who I do the Pac-12 Apostles podcast with Ralph Amsden. And he was saying he was like, yo, did you see what this dude said on Twitter? I was like, no, no, you already know he's on block, bro. I see nothing this dude says. And this is a prominent media personality personality, but I won't call his name because I don't even want to give him any. Ugh. But anyways, um, I want to talk about how brave. Dak Prescott had been about his suicide, about his brother's suicide and how that left him with a bat bout with depression, all of this. And also Chrissy Teigen and John Legend for sharing the fact that their baby passed away at the hospital. They went through some serious complications. She was on bed rest, all of this stuff. They go to the hospital and she shared pictures and of the moments and also uh she tweeted she said i can't believe so, some to the effect of i can't believe i'm going home without my baby and this dude had the audacity to say who takes pictures in their worst moment and post them and i read the comments under chrissy state there's so many people who clearly have gone through this who have lost children whether it's through miscarriage or or stillborn uh, my wife was in a situation with our last child where the baby had shoulder dystocia and we almost did a home birth, but the turns out that the cord was wrapped around his neck a couple times, shoulder dystocia. So had we done it at home, they both could have died. And it just hurt me because I was like, that was a very brave moment. They clearly went to the hospital. They knew that something either could go right or could go wrong. And that, but they wanted to document the birth of their kids. So they had somebody there taking pictures. This is normal stuff. And they shared it because Chrissy shares everything. And that's a brave moment to be strong for other people because women feel like their bodies betrayed. I can't even imagine. I had an uncle that this happened to. And to attack those people, like, where's the humanity? Where's the humanity? And I was so happy I didn't see it because it, it was just gross to me. And how can we just as people tolerate this? Like, how can we say, all right, this is a person that I want to be associated with who just who spits virality and just grossness like this? That's it, man. If if somebody tweets something that ain't for you, leave it alone. Like they're sharing a personal moment. Just let it go if it ain't for you. It's not for you to judge. 
Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment. Peace out. Subscribe to the podcast. Catch you guys on Monday.